Hello, everyone, and welcome to CSA Talks. I'm one of your hosts, Nathan. I'm Catherine. And I'm Zoe. And today we have a super exciting episode, which is focused on first year experiences. Anyways, you heard that right. Today we're talking about first year experiences, and we have some very special guests with us today. You want to introduce yourselves? I'm, I'm the most special, so I'll go first. Uh, I'm, I'm Ivan. I'm on CSA. I'm a member relations executive. I may not be Chinese, but I make up for it in other ways. Uh, but uh, I'm really looking forward to talking with you guys today. Hi, everyone. I'm Cordelia. I am not the most special, but that's okay. I'm also on members relations. I am exec and I am Chinese and um, I'm from Hong Kong. You know what I realized? I realized we literally have four of the MR execs here MR today. teams. Yeah, it's oh. fine because MR on top, guys. Exactly, on top. exactly. Exactly. Events is a very close second though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll give you that. But yeah, I think we all bring a really good, diverse set of opinions and experiences. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely want to get into that. Like Zoe and myself as well, we want to share about our first year experiences. Um, but I guess, Nathan, if you want to kick it off with just some general questions. Yeah, seeing as I'm the resident old guy here, I'm a third resident year. Resident boomer. Resident boomer here. Uh, I'll kind of be leading the discussion. But uh, first off, just want to start off with, you know, why did you guys choose Western? I'll continue going first, you know, just the special one. But uh, for Western, um, my dad works in university administration. Um, so I wanted to go somewhere that I wasn't so affiliated with him but you know uh as a first year you know there's always a little bit of aspect of you want to enjoy life you want to make sure you make the best memories and I felt like Western not only had the academic programs to push me but also the the fun to keep me going. I have a more of like a different story so I honestly did not hear about Western uh, no one I knew went to Western back in Hong Kong. My school actually told me after I applied that, um, after I told them I was going to Western, they told me that I was the only student in the last 10 years to have ever gone to Western. So I was like, okay. What? Oh my God. <laughs> Same. Um, and honestly, I was pretty dead set on like UBC, UT for their business program. Um, but I ended up choosing Western for the program, the connections, and also like just like the Reddit threads I've seen. Um, everyone, everyone just seems to have such a good time at Western and no one ever has a bad experience. And I did care about, you know, like having a strong sense of community. And I personally didn't think that it was as strong at some of my other um, university choices. That's really interesting because like you came from Hong Kong, which is obviously so different, um, but I'm from Vancouver, BC, and I was also like really dead set on specifically like U of T or McGill because I was like, I'm going to go to like a big school, like experience different cultures, like meet international students too. Um, and then in the end, I ended up choosing Western and I think I'm definitely not the only person who's come to Western in the last 10 years, but I was one of two people from my school to come to Western and the only person in this program. And it was definitely a hard decision because you're like taking such like a leap out of your comfort zone. It's like a different province, different city. 
And it definitely wasn't the school I was originally set on. But for me, it was also the business program and like that sense of community and being able to have like a good first year experience and really like make connections and make friends. It's actually really funny. Um, both myself, oh, I'm Catherine, Cordelia, and also Zoe. We're all here for basically the same program and the same track. Um, but I have very different stories from you guys, actually. I went to a, a, a high school affiliated with U of T for from grade seven to 12, right? So I knew for a fact that I did not want to go to U of T just because I've been in the system for so long. So I decided to come to Western and long story short, you know, like a lot of the other options I had in terms of like athlete recruiting didn't work out. So I could still, you know, pursue playing varsity sports at Western and also do econ, which is a really good, yeah, Nathan, I play golf. I'm a varsity (laughs) golf team member. I like how my, my mic was muted, but you were able to read my lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the look he gave. No, but yeah, um, totally agree with you guys. But unlike Zoe and Corey, I think there were 25 kids from my high school this year that came to Western. Um, maybe five or six are in the same business program. But yeah, very different perspectives. You guys have such good like reasons. I I just saw like the girl guy ratio and you know <laughs> watch too many Foco videos. For, for some reason, they always flex the girl guy ratio. Yeah, I mean, I they gave like a PowerPoint and they were like sixty to forty percent. <laughs> but what I find really interesting is even though we all like came from like really different places to Western, we all kind of came for the same reason. It was like pushing ourselves out of our comfort zones, experiencing something new. And that's totally what Western brings. Yeah, that is totally what, I don't know why I just repeated what Zoe said. It sounded so good. I wanted to hear it twice. It's okay. So good. (laughs) Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, what, what was your transition like from high school to university? Whether it be moving to an entirely new country or troubles adjusting with workload, thoughts from your parents, balancing social life. Yeah, you, you gave me a lot to think about there. Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely been weird. Uh, I'd say the pandemics made it, I'd say even an easier transition than most because it makes your social circle stay small, but at the same time build relations a lot quicker because we're trapped inside with like the same 10 people most days. Um, you know, it's, it's a little hard not to get to know each other, but it's definitely been a big leap. In my grade 11 year, I ha- said there was no chance I was doing anything related to physics. And now I'm an engineer. So <laughs> I actually had to switch schools in grade 12 so that I could uh, take both physics in the same year. Um, so that I could come to Western and do engineering. I had to do a lot of crazy stuff, but as long as it all worked out, you know, the check passed. So that's all I can really ask for. <laughs> Ivan, I wanted to ask really quick. I think we had a really good conversation a few months ago about yeah. why you chose engineering, right? And I think oh, yeah. there was a really good reason that you brought up. Um, I think a lot of people look at their strengths and build careers around them like people that are great with numbers become accountants people that are good with chemicals go into chemistry but uh I kind of took an opposite approach where um I've never been like the hardcore academic that just wants to grind and like 
kind of nerd like an engineer, but you know, I'm, I'm learning to grow on me, you know, I'm learning to grow with it. Uh, but I think my, most of my skills come from communicational and come from social interactions, right? And I think those are hard skills and soft skills that would pair really well with engineering. So I think a lot of engineers may not be as open or social as other people or not be able to explain it quite as articulately. And I think that's where most of the money comes from is in sales and you have the background of engineering, then you get to understand all the things that you're trying to sell to people. And if you have a silver tongue, you get them to open their wallets. So uh, that's kind of the, the main goal. I'm like blown away by this explanation. It's like blown my mind thoroughly. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I gotta. Yeah, it's a I gotta, really I gotta think take. a couple steps in advance, guys. <laughs> thinking, thinking like a business kid, but doing engineering. Okay, I had a slightly different experience. Like coming to university, I knew some people in Hong Kong, like a handful, like four or five that were coming to Western, but they were international kids, and at this point international students couldn't get in Canada because of the travel restrictions. So I basically didn't really know anyone. And I think Western compared to, um, I keep saying like UT and like UBC, it's less international in terms of like the, like the percentage of um, undergraduate students. And so usually people coming in, like Catherine, like you know at least one person from your high school that was gonna go to Western. And I think especially because of COVID, um, they kind of came into university already having their own social bubble. And with O-Week being like so virtual this year, everyone just kind of stuck with the people they knew and the like meeting their friends' friends and like having like that sort of connection. And like, that's like totally understandable and like obviously a lot safer um, given COVID. But for me, that was definitely harder in terms of making friends because I didn't come in having um, any type of connections. Um, but I think, it sounds kind of sad, but I think because um, we were kind of just like put into school right after, straight after a week, I was having a lot of different like culture shocks and like it was like a lot of workload. So that distracted me quite a bit because my schedule like my day-to-day -day just like looked like work 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 and I guess that kind of distracted me from like making friends so I was just um working all the time doing uh figuring out how to use OWL I remember being so confused with that and um it was not great for my mental health but it was good for my grades so it's okay <laughs> Still it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said, goes, um, it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> I was going to say, it's really funny because Corey and I actually messaged over Instagram before school started. Why we never met up? I think it was because I had a meeting or something, so I couldn't meet up with you. But I remember when CSA results came out, it was like, MR is actually pretty stacked. I'm not going to lie. It's like a lot yeah. of really strong candidates right and when I saw Zoe and Corey and I guess I've been too but when I saw Corey's name come up I was like oh my god I talked to her beforehand like this is this is a sign so wait I'm sorry I'm just pedaling back did we talk beforehand too 
I think so. I think I, I talked to you. I knew who you were before I came. I just saw you yeah. on like the Instagram chat. I don't know. I don't remember. I yeah. just I've, I've been talked before, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well we kissed. <laughs> yeah, we kissed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's hot. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> it was after the showers. After the showers. for me kind of like peddling off what Corey said like I honestly really resonated with like everything you said about your experience because for me I also didn't know anyone like I knew as I said one person we were in completely different programs completely different residences and I remember before coming to Western I was like right I am making the conscious decision to try meet as many people as possible like make as many new friends as possible like meet everyone and then like decide whether I vibe with them or not um and it was definitely like a very conscious effort of like always pushing myself out of like my social comfort zone and like trying to speak to people. And sometimes I'd have to be the one like interjecting into like an already formed friend group from high school and being like, hey, like, do you guys want to hang out sometime? Do you guys want to do something? So it was a little bit uncomfortable, but I think it's definitely paid off because really the only way to meet new people is to really put yourself out there. I gotta say, I totally agree with that. It might seem like, you know, like Corey brought this up earlier, but. I came from a high school that a lot of people went to Western to. Um, and actually it's funny because a stereotype from my high school is that everyone who goes to Western never really branches out. Um, they always they tend to stick together, which there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that's really nice that you're able to stay friends for so long. But personally, I knew that I wanted to branch out and I wanted to meet new people, right? So it, when I was finding a roommate, instead of going with, with someone from high school, I found Jasmine who's from BC. and when we started talking, we got to meet more people. And I really, really wanted to, like Zoe said, make a conscious effort to not risk, like not restrict myself to the same 25 people every day, you know? Yeah. That's, that's really interesting that you guys are saying like that perspective, because I, I've always seen that like in Western, I, I don't know, I've, I've gone to many different high schools and elementary schools growing up. I changed schools a lot. So I don't know, it's kind of first nature for me to put myself out there, but I think it's really important that people do try to put themselves out there, especially during a week and especially during that first semester. Because if you think about it, like that's the only time that everyone else is gonna be also new, right? So everyone's gonna be new, so everyone's scared. There's no thing really to be that afraid of when there's no pandemic. Um, but like, I think it's the time to lay that foundation and that network and that web so that you have something to fall back on if you ever need it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. Really, we just, I don't know what to say. It's all dumbfounded. Very, yeah, very like well succinct, like very well put. Wow, there's that silver Thank tongue you. you talk mm-hmm. about it later. Uh, I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> just backtracking a bit. Show you what it does later. For Cordelia, um, what was the kind of biggest culture shock that you found coming to Canada? Um, So I think there's definitely, there was definitely a culture shock there. And I do have like a few funny stories. So um, when I introduce myself and people tell me the, you know, name a fun fact, um, my now known fun fact is I've never been through a drive-thru. It sounds so stupid, but I still have, I I think I have been through a drive-thru, but I've never ordered through a drive-thru. 
you know, Hong Kong's just so small. We're so populated. There's no need for a uh, drive-through and um, everything is just like so close to each other. And I also remember coming here and I was uh, gonna meet a friend at a mall that was literally like a 20 minute walk from me. And I told her that I was gonna walk there and she she was like starstruck. Like she had no words. She was like, like she was so shocked. She was like, why are you walking? Like, I can pick you up. It's like totally fine. And I was like, no, but like, I wanna walk. And she was like, why would you wanna walk? Like That's nobody fair. walks here. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, people in, like you can get from one like one end to the other end of like Hong Kong Island in an hour walking. Okay, maybe not an hour. Like a two walking, hour, like Whoa, two hours can... max walking from one end oh, to wow. the other. Like people do it all the time. Yeah. Um, whoa. So no, I, I relate to that because uh, I, I lived in Halifax for the year, right? And you can literally walk from like edge to edge to Halifax in like 20 minutes. Like I worked on one edge of the peninsula and I lived on the other. I lived in the south end and I worked in the north end and you can walk across it like width-wise in like 20 minutes, lengthwise in like an hour. But does Halifax have drive throughs uh they do they do yeah yeah i, I need to go back on that if they don't have drive-thrus what are you guys doing you guys have like walkthroughs yeah like no there's okay well near where i live there was a mcdonald's a starbucks a pacific coffee and a kfc all i want to say like a one kilometer radius from where i lived yeah all right so, so are your lineups just like just everything's convenient yeah. So okay well now that we got that over um i just wanted to <laughs> i thought that we got it over with cordial your opinions are important okay i didn't mean to, i'm gonna cut this out okay i'm gonna cut this out i'm only gonna cut this out it's not like a gen- now that we got that over <laughs> like, 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 yeah thanks cordial no, you're nailing it buddy you're not leave this all in leave this all in <laughs> okay i'm gonna Woo! okay so i wanted to ask uh, how would you guys found, find balancing your social life, your extracurriculars, and, and school school load? All right. So I'm in. My uh, my approach is a little unorthodox. You know, it's uh, it's more about the memory first, thoughts second, party third. So you you got your memories first. You always want to value when you look back at this time you only have really four to five years in university, right? You have all, your whole life to be an adult. I have no rush to get through this, right? I'm going to look back and think these are the good old days in 20 years. So I want to make sure that I have enough memories to look back on them for the rest of my life. So that's why memories come first. And then that those are things like saying yes to going for the walk, saying, yeah, let's buy a bubble gun, even though it's dumb let's i don't know paint ourselves green and run around just do dumb stuff but you know those are the memories that you'll remember and those are the memories that you'll look back on school comes second because you still need a future or else those memories are useless and then partying comes third because it adds to the memories do you do you have a bubble gun i actually do have a bubble gun i'm not gonna ask you to pull it out because audience can't see it anyways but i also have a small do you want me to go get the bubble gun oh no need. Well, no I'm need. trying to catch a bubble. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll send you a bubble later. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. If you catch what I'm... Yeah, okay, anyone else want to say something to shut me up, please? Kathy? I feel like Catherine would would nail this. You got, like, 84 clubs, 90 classes. So my explanation when a lot of people ask me this is that in high school, I was very competitive with golf. So every single winter break, I would be away traveling, competing all the summers. Actually, it's funny because this past 2020 summer is the first summer in seven years that I didn't have to like practice every single day. So because I spent so much time, it was like 40 hour training weeks on golf. I had a lot of time coming into university to do other things, whether that was like the social life, clubs, um, and school, of course. But no, I guess like to Ivan's point, yeah, I, I'm pretty involved, I think extracurricularly, but it's just because I really want to be able to experience everything that university has to offer. And I don't want to limit myself to the, maybe just like one club on campus and maybe not like in enough couple of weeks, but yeah, I think it's just a lot of time management that I practiced throughout high school and just experience I had, um, you know, like being very stressed out and time crunched uh, with assignments and tests and all that. That's my explanation. Okay. So, so what you're, what you're saying is you don't just not have stress. You just deal with it better than the average individual. You're prepared for it. That's a good way. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. I mean, I still procrastinate a, a lot, but yeah, I think I can get myself back on track a little bit easier without, you know, going through this whole panic attack or something like that. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally think that um, burnout is like so real, like academic burnout and stress, it happens. Um, So obviously it is important to be on top of things, get good grades for your future, for your work and things like that. But, you know, like you don't look back at high school thinking about the grades you got or like, oh, what grade, like the your test scores or like that exam you had. You just like think about the friendships you've made and like the stupid experiences and like the different moments that really shape who you are. So I don't think that you should spend all your time studying. I think social life is just not just like just as if not more important than your academic because if you don't have a if you're not in a good mental like mindset or like you're you're not healthy like you can't do anything and you can't like move forward in life in general I'd say uh back to where Cordelia said that um that her academic and her social were almost like they were intertwined we might have just lost there, but she said that she kind of focuses on one and it affects the other, which I think is really important. I think it's really important not to think of them as two very different entities or three or however many categories you want to subcategorize your time into, but make sure you think of it as a whole, because I think how you're doing socially also affects how you're going to participate academically. And how you're doing academically might also affect you when you're in your social interactions. So I think it's also important to have the balance, right? That's what everyone talks about, a good mix of everything. Even though it feels so hard to do, just try to make yourself always stay happy and healthy with whatever you're doing and make sure you're putting your best foot forward. I will say one thing that I've been hearing a lot of from upper year students, and it's 
what they teach you in university right now, you'll never end up using in the future. This may be just for business kids. I have no idea what the engineering course load is like, but because of this mentality that so many people have, I found that I usually study for the purpose of being able to get it done, like get that check mark and then move on. It's, it's, it's not something that I want to be doing. I want, I want to be learning for the sake of learning, but I think especially in an online environment, it's very hard to feel connected to the work you're doing. You don't have motivation from your prof in real life. And it just seems like you're just submitting things for the sake of getting a mark. Right. So I think that it also would depend on the program you're in, the environment that you're in and just like how competitive um, everything may be. I think it's also just goals and aspirations, like shooting where you're shooting. Final question for Ivan, but why do you want to soft next year? I'm here. Um, that's a good question. I think not a lot of people think softing looks very great or very appealing because you have to live in res another year um, and you want to move out with all your friends. But I, uh, I think it's going to be such a unique experience. Both my parents were um, hall presidents and I think it's, a lot that you can learn from it. I think it grows your social and leadership skills in a way that you can't really develop in alternative facets of life because it's the idea of making social groups in between strangers, which I think is something that you'll never really lose. And also they just have the most crazy fun I've ever seen. Um, can, I, I, can, uh, I, can I ask what your soft name, you want, you want your soft name to be? Ooh. Oh, I was gonna a little preview. I was gonna make it fireman, right? Well, why fireman? Uh, as in, like, why fireman? Like fireman. Yeah. Um, it was actually based off uh, the craziest story that my soft ever told me. Um, it was about how one time he, what? Well, he had a partner, and he went upstairs and. That partner asked if he could bring a friend with him for one for a roommate, right? So they, they went up there and, you know, they they were having fun that night and then things got to business. And well, his friend had a little bit too much uh, apple juice in his system. You know, he had to evacuate the premises mid-job. Uh, so my soft had to run out while he was mid-job. Um, to save his friend, carry him down the elevator, and then, you know, uh, rescue him, put him to bed. Then, you know, the fire was still burning, so he had to go back up there, you know, quickly shower off, go again. But, you know, after working as a fireman for that long, you know, uh, sometimes his, his hose might have broken. And has spewed blood uh, way too much and had to go to the hospital. And, you know, he, he really learned a lot about being a fireman. Did, did, was the fire put out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fire was out. Okay, nice. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> uh, what a wholesome, wholesome note to end off on. Oh yeah, I, I also just want to thank you guys so much for uh, for having me. This was a great time. I love talking to you guys. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Um, it was, well, it was a lot of fun sharing our experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think MR yeah. is definitely 
like a really tight knit group. And I'm really glad we all got to meet this year because we're definitely going to keep on talking, whether oh, you like sure. it or not, guys. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But yeah. We're just putting pressure on each other. <laughs> we're going to talk no matter what. You can't get rid of it. And speaking of getting rid of things, we're going to get rid of this ending of the podcast. That was a horrible segue, but we're going to keep that in somehow. I don't know how, but we, we will. I think this was a really great episode. And I think what's really interesting is we were all able to like bring our unique experiences and perspectives onto the episode. And, you know, it was like a bit of like an MR reunion. It was like a very MR dominant episode. I'm doing peace signs right now, by the way. Um, <laughs> So yeah, with that, this wraps up our episode. And thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you at the next one. Peace out. Peace out.